Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopsticksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i'm as always alex and i'm joined by dylan hi dylan hey alex um i was i had something planned oh yeah um stop fucking hating on julia you assholes i'm sick of it i'm I'm, I'm honestly getting sick of it i know that she she tweeted about japanese fans um like you know harassing her fans because they're fans of her and she got really upset about that and she was like tweeting about that um so obviously that doesn't pertain to you know you pieces of shit but i do want to say that um i'm i'm kind of getting sick of julia slander uh it's one thing if you think oh she's not great i don't particularly enjoy watching her matches fine I don't really care. Like what you like. But I feel like over the past year and a half, um, memes just sort of turned into, oh, Julia's the worst person ever. And I think that's pretty fucking stupid. Like, I- I'll admit, at first, I was kind of the same way that it's like, oh, she betrayed Ice Ribbon for whatever reason. It was really sus and it was really weird. You know, Julia's Judas, all that, all that shit. But then over time, every small bad thing that she did just became how people perceived her and it kind of started pissing me off with with the with the tam weird with the weird bikini shoot right Mm -hmm. remember that um for some reason for like the rest of the year people were like oh yeah julia just like grabs people's titties during matches and that's her entire gimmick no it's not she never did that that was one weird fucking video that people just decided that's julia now um the match against shuri i'm not gonna defend it it was fucking trash i'm moving on (laughs) fucking everything i feel like like the fucking haircut she got half her head shaved off and people got mad and they were like man she's such a she, that's 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 pussy shit like what like shave your whole head then she shaved her whole head huh like she you're gonna give her props because you were yelling at her beforehand because you were saying oh this is stupid are you gonna give her props now she actually shaved it she wears a wig oh my god that's such a bad way. who cares she has a photo book. She has a photo book with other Joshi wrestlers, with other Joshi companies, and they say, damn, Stardom really is is catering to their male fans with this photo book. It's not even their fucking photo book. It's a shoe pro photo book. There's only, like, two Stardom wrestlers in it. Grow up. Jesus. I'm done. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought we could avoid that, but um, apparently not. Um... 
Cool. I had to get it off my chest, man. I've been, I've been like getting heat. I've been like having that like built up for like a couple months now. I, I just needed to let that out. That's good. That's good. You've been in the Julia fandom for all of a month, and you've already exploded. Like how it's is been the a patient... few months. You don't understand been... the patience it has required to be on Team Julia for like a year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I've been into her since like the kit match, at least. That's that was true, yeah. what February. It was a while ago. Yeah enough um but yeah stop being a dick to wrestlers i guess is the main thing um yeah pretty much but yeah uh on to on to the news i guess because uh <laughs> we have to do a normal show um i feel like i'm pretty sure the only proper news is that um stardom have confirmed that the uh Oat award show is going ahead um they both they and gaiaism have confirmed that their shows are going ahead um I know Stardom did have to cancel the show in Osaka because that uh, I'm pretty sure the venue uh, has stopped shows happening at the uh, Eddie on Osaka Arena. Um, so that show got replaced by a different show. But yeah, that doesn't really matter too much because Tokyo Dream Cinderella is a go, which is great. Dope. Yes, I'm very excited about that. Uh, hopefully it's it's live streamed. That's all I'm going to say. I assume it will. They they like that pay per view money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that's the only news, isn't it? Like. I mean, there is one, but I think we're going to talk about it later. Oh, is it? Hazuki. Uh, that's not news. That is if news. She... Okay. Okay. Hold on. If but, Hazuki we'll, we'll talk about does come there, back, there's a... she's never coming back to stardom. But yeah, we will. We'll do that later. Um, yeah. yeah, so onto the preview section. Uh, there's three shows to preview that are happening uh, over the next seven days. Uh, there really isn't a lot happening on these shows, though, so chances are we're just going to fly through them. Um, so the first show is on uh, June 5th in uh, Niigata. Um, that that place name is going to trip some people up someday because that, that is sketch. That is pretty sus. Um, just keep... Just keep the R away and you're good. Just, <laughs> just as far away from that word as possible. Never say anything that... <laughs> uh, I could make this joke, but... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's it's a... It's a... Yeah, it's a funny place name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, potentially sus, but um, yeah. So in the opener of this show, uh, Kagama takes on Lady C. Um, this is Kagama's first match back from uh from her six year retirement and we're gonna see where she slots in on the card i presume she'll beat lady c um unless stardom is sending her right to the bottom but uh, i doubt it given she got a big uh re-debut yeah um considering we've we've seen that lady c is is pretty decent at um i don't want to say carrying but at pushing wrestlers to a decent match um sometimes I, I think that this will be a pretty good barometer of how Kagamo's coming in um, and how she looks coming in. Uh, I hope that's good, because, you know, I'd always be down to see her just blow me away and just be like, damn, she is amazing. Um, but you never really know. Um, so I'm, I'm worried, but I'm also hopeful. Uh, hopefully she has trained enough and she is back in um, good wrestling uh, condition to wrestle a match against Lady C. Um, it shouldn't be too hard if you were at once a wrestler. But you know, 
Yeah, I think she fits everything that uh, Lady C works well with as well because Kagama is pretty small and uh, she was a high-speed wrestler before she retired. Um, so she is that kind of faster-paced, uh, smaller wrestler that Lady C really excels against because yeah. she simply gets to kick them in the face while they run around her and hit her with moves. Yeah, so I think it could be good. Um, if it isn't, it's going to be... It's going to make the next couple weeks, or not even a couple weeks, next week, I guess, um, until the Odor show, words, <laughs> um, until the Odor Ward show, it's going to be a bit harder to sit through because um, we're going to continue having to watch Oedo Tai versus Stars match, but it's going to be with a, a possibly worse wrestler. So that's going to be difficult. But, you know, don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Hope for the best, mm-hmm. prepare for the worst. Indeed. Uh, the next match on the show, then, is a, a very weird match. It's uh, Mika versus Mina Shirakawa versus Saki Kashima. Uh, this is Saki's comeback after, um, I think it's been two months now since she's been on the show, uh, but I didn't I didn't check to time it. Um, but she is back, and she is right back into the thick of things with Mika and Mina. Um, nobody stands out as a clear loser here, but I have to imagine Saki will... It's maybe Mina with the revival. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is um, Saki revives Mina, and that's how she comes back. Unless they just have Saki lose to Micah first match back, that would be pretty shitty. Like, I'm not even a big Saki guy, but that would be fucking mean. <laughs> if they're like, oh yeah, you're back, you're going to lose to Micah, bro, sorry. I would not be surprised, but I think I think Saki hitting the revival on Mina works. Uh, worst case scenario is this goes to 15 minutes because um, I don't want to see any of these three people in a match longer than 8 minutes, let alone longer than 10, 11, or 12. Fair enough. Um, the next match on the show then is uh, the Cosmic Angels team of Tam Nakano and Unagi Sayaka against the Queen's Quest team of Azumi and Sayaka Matani. Um, I mean, I guess we're just here to... Uh, further Saya versus Tam um, and it's maybe going to a draw I don't really see any side winning cleanly they've been beating Ozumi a lot I could definitely see that yeah Tam Tam pinning Azumi maybe Would yeah be opposed. pain you know <laughs> yeah see I think the hardest thing about this is that uh, this like these three shows are very much in limbo because these were probably booked before Tokyo Dream Cinderella got rescheduled. So a lot of these are were meant to kick off new feuds or continue new feuds, but instead uh, we still have the old ones that are still going. So it's hard to get a read on like who's going to feud with who or who's going to win or you know who's getting pushed in this new cycle because the last cycle hasn't ended yet until the award show. You know? Yeah, it is a very Messy. I, I I remember the same thing sort of happened at the first Yokohama Yokohama show. I think it was um, mm-hmm. where they had to book uh, Mayu versus Takumi randomly on a Korokan Hall, but it was like in the middle of like they were actually building to Utami versus it, like it was a mess because they had to delay one of the big mat, big shows. They had to delay mm-hmm. it. Um, and the five star happened. It, it was all just a fucking terrible, terrible mess. Um, it kind of reminds me of that, where it's like everything's sort of in limbo, and you're just sort of waiting for, you know, something to happen, but you don't know when it's going to happen. Like you're just sort of waiting for things to like move forward. Um, I'm sure once Odor Ward finally hits, which it looks like it is going ahead um, on the twelfth, 
or 13th, 12th, 13th, whatever. Um, one of them is Gaiaism and one of them is uh, Odeward. But it's the 12th. Yeah, it's 12th. Um, I guess Gaiaism is 11th. I don't care. Whatever. Um, I, it is in limbo until then. So hopefully we sort of get a clearer answer on at Odeward. But until then, you know, never know. Yeah. Um, the next match on the show then is uh, the MK Sisters versus Momo Watanabe and Utami Hayashishita. Um, I feel like this could go to a draw uh, unless they're going to try and build for something between, you know, maybe Utami and Mayu, maybe? Would they do that? Wait, this, wait, this ma- wait, Royal Peach Tea versus fucking MK Sisters, right? Yeah. yeah. And it isn't the main event? No. Why? Main event away to tie, bitch. Everything is pain, Alex. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> All of it, bro. Like, you got two of, you know, the best tag teams in the past four years in stardom. Like, whatever, man. I think it, it probably goes to a draw, if not Utami Pinning's kid. Oh. But I don't know if they feel like pinning kid right now. Is there any hope from Mayu getting a win? Because I, I f- maybe they're going to do Mayu and Utami. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into this pairing, but I feel like yeah. it's be something where, you know, some Mayu or Kid would have challenged after Utami versus Sturi, and then this would kick off the thing, you know? Where is this show? Uh, Nigata. Yeah, no, it's not. If if something like that happens, it's probably going to be at Corkin, and there's really anything happening at Corkin. So, but I don't think they can kick it off here. That's true. Uh, so either a draw or Momo slash Utami pins kid. Fair enough. Uh, the main event of this show then is the Donna Del Mondo team of Julia, Suri, and Natsupoi versus the Ueda Tai team of Natsuko Toro, Konami, and Raka. Um, feels like a DDM win here. Probably. Yeah, it probably should be. Um, man, they really should put the fucking QQ MK sisters match last, cause like Jesus Christ. Yeah, I but Wade Tai gets a lot long. of these main event spots. Um, I don't know why, but they they seem to get a, a good few of them. I know they've been getting a lot of them. Um, I know Sprite. I think it was Sprite or Tony. They said that the reason is because um, you know that mobile game. Uh, mm-hmm. That Stardom did a, did a collab with. Uh, Oedo Tai is the most popular team. So um, ever oh. since then, ever since they were the most popular team in the in the game, um, they have been getting pushed. Uh, I don't know. Like they were like, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but <laughs> mobile mobile phone uh, fucking sponsorships really really change how booking works. It <laughs> seems. Um, so yeah, that's a food for thought. I mean, it's it's obviously not, but yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I imagine DDM. That's the win there. That just feels like a very overpowered tr- trio. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the That's the end of that show then. Uh, the next show is the very next day on June 6th. It's in Ishikawa. Um, the opener is Momo Watanabe versus Lady C. Uh, we've seen this before. It was quite good. Um, presumably Momo will win again here. And uh, Didn't we see this before lady. like two weeks ago? Not that like, recently. That... It was definitely about a month or two ago. Okay. Time is just 
man. Oh, no. Yeah. about it. Um, there's a there's a Pink Floyd up, song that. Exact. Yeah, there's a Pink Floyd song that encapsulates my current emotion right now. About time. I think it's called Toby. Time. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. So Momo and Lady C wrestled a singles match on the 29th of April in Sendai. Oh yeah. So it was exactly a month ago. Uh, well, just, not exactly. Yeah, just, a month and like month. two days. Well, by by then it'll be exactly um, five weeks or whatever. Not exactly. I keep saying exactly. I don't mean exactly. <laughs> you you get what I mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Momo's gonna win. Um. Next match on the show then is uh, another interesting three way. It's uh, Azumi versus Kagama versus Raka. Um, I think this is going to be another indication of where they see Kagama on the card because I feel like she could easily lose to either Azumi or Ruaka if they're just going to slaughter her in as like the number three in the stars. Yeah, I, I could see them having Azumi beat either of them um, just to like keep it, like, you know, holding it down in that way where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, could Kagama isn't just, you know, like, oh, if she's just going to win all her matches, why isn't she doing this? Why isn't she going to challenge? Like, it's like to keep her grounded um, in her first couple of matches and keep her, like, realistic. Um, similar to how they did it with a lot of wrestlers. Like, similar to how they do it with Saya, with Ida, when um, she started getting that push. They made sure that they had Momo beat her, just to make sure that everybody knows that. It's like, yeah, she's she's coming up, but she's still not there, you know, they do that quite frequently when they have somebody that, like, has a bit of um, momentum to them uh, that's coming out from underneath. So I imagine Azumi wins here, uh, but mm-hmm. Kagama beating Ruka could be a big, like, you know, ooh, I wonder how that's going to play into the future and whatnot. So I can see that too. Um, yeah. Then again, you know, maybe Ruka just decides to, to beat Kagama. I don't know. Possible. Yeah, it could really go either way. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the result there. Uh, the next match on the show then is the MK Sisters versus Julia and Natsupoi. Um, this will be good. See, I think what... Poi and Poi and Kid will do some fun stuff. Um, but this is definitely going to a draw. They or maybe the second not. match. What? Like, am am third. I just overselling third? Am I just overselling the power of <laughs> like? I don't know. Maybe maybe they're more over with me than they are with everybody else. But okay, so you'll definitely feel like this next match uh, should main event in that case. Uh, so this is uh, the Aphrodite team of Utami Hashishta and Sayaka Matani against Siri and Micah. Uh, a big match, big big match with a lot of O toward implications. Um, I don't think this goes to a draw though. I feel like either Saya or Micah will pin the other because that's kind of been how they've been building their feuds in the past. Yeah, I feel like somebody has to pin somebody here. Um, Maybe Shuri pins Utami, but then again, I don't think that you need to do that after the Cinderella. No. Um, yeah, I, that that's one thing, is that they don't cross feuds very frequently, where it's like, um, like Utami isn't going to pin Micah, even though realistically that could happen, and like that seems like it would be probably the most likely result is Utami pinning somebody that she's beaten before. Um, in this reign, in fact, I think that like realistically, if we're looking at it like a you know, if we're looking at it outside of context, that would seem very realistic. But they don't like to do that. They always have it very, very strictly paired off. So I could see 
maybe Saya pinning Micah, but mm. it depends because, like, I also feel like maybe they'd want Micah to have the, you know, they'd want Micah to be over until Saya finally challenges her and then it's like, oh, well, you know, Micah has beaten you like six times, bro. It's not looking too good for you. And that's like the, the story that they're building on. So I don't know. Maybe Micah pins Saya. I think that's mm-hmm. probably. Uh, yeah, I think Micah pins Saya. That's probably my, my I can see it. confirmed guess. Fair enough. Um, the main event of this show then is the Cosmic Angels trio against the Uedo Tai team, Natsuko Tora, Saki Kashima, and Konami. Uh, the Uedo Tai team is winning and challenging for the artist belt because obviously Saki didn't get her uh, intended shot. Um, so we probably see Tora, Konami, and uh, Saki win here and then challenge for for the belts and probably win them, to be honest. Yeah. Glad we're in agreement. <laughs> That's that show. Um, the next show then is on Cork and Hall on the 8th of June. Um, they care so little about the show that it does not have a name. It's not Road to Tokyo Cinderella. It's not Road to Yokohama. It's not Stardom in Tokyo. It's literally just Cork and Hall. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's wild. Like, they, they like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Stardom. That's Stardom. Mm-hmm. They, they really are, like, not floundering, but they're very... They're having a hard time right now trying to make shit work with COVID and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first match on the show, uh, presumably, is the return of Rina, uh, where she will take on Ooh. her twin sister, Hina, in the first round of the Future of Stardom Championship Tournament. Um, Do you know if these matches have time limits? I don't. Because if it does, I think that this goes to a draw. And then nah, Mina I think Rina gets a just buy. wins. Okay, man, that would suck. And <laughs> either way, just because I, I think he knows, a, like, it's really weird to like talk about children in terms of like their skill as wrestlers. And I feel <laughs> bad when I say that Rina isn't as good as any wrestler because that feels weird. Because I feel like I'm criticizing a child on her. But like, let me preface: I think all three of them, all of the the Minami sisters, are going to be absolutely incredible wrestlers. In, in a couple years, they're going to be some of the best wrestlers in the world. However, Hina is a better wrestler than Rina right now, just like Hanan is a better wrestler than Hina right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I think Hina should win, but I think Rina's more over, so Rina probably will win. But regardless, this is fucking fucked up because they have to face each other, and then later in the night, they have to wrestle again against a, 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 a 30-year-old woman. Like, this isn't fair. This is a child. Like, they... they, they... Hold, hold on. Hold on. It's Rena's fault for being missing. And they would have got <laughs> match over and done with. <laughs> maybe so... if you showed up, then maybe it wouldn't be so hard. Oh, but... <laughs> um, I checked before. Um, I believe these two are four and four in uh, singles matches. Like, they've, they both won four each. And uh, Rina has won the last two, though, so I I think she's extending her streak here. I think I think Hina should win just like on account of oh they're they're well okay yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna campaign for Hina regardless you know this but on account of she uh she's been wrestling recently and Rina coming back and beating her immediately would kind of be like I don't know it'd feel a bit weird um at the same time Rina p- beat Azumi. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe maybe that's how Rina wins the title. Is that Natsuko just wins the title for her, basically? Possibly. You never know. Um, 
I'd be down. Same. Um, so yeah, the might as well go straight into it. Uh, the next match presumably will be uh, Mina Shirakawa versus the winner of Rina versus Hina That's in uh, the semifinals. Um, a thirty-year-old woman is going to wrestle a child for a future of Stardom Championship, uh, which is very funny to me. After um, the child already had to beat up her sister yeah, to get okay, there. Okay, yeah, listen, okay? Listen. <laughs> that is funny. That is Rina hilarious. Rena should have been here. If Rena had been here, she'd have had the first round match already. But she was, she shouldn't even be in the tournament. You know, that they should have just got, you know, gone without her. Disgraceful behavior. Um, but yeah. I mean, dude, by the, by the time the tournament's over, Mina will lo- no longer be contendable. Content- <laughs> Literally, she's out of contention in a month. Like a I month know. and a half. I know. <laughs> like, why is she here? <laughs> why Why are you so animated about the future of Stardom Tournament? <laughs> nobody cares. You know, you, no, like, you know nobody who I am. I, I love this belt. Rossi Ogawa himself belt. does not give a shit about this belt. It doesn't, like, you know, just take it, take it down like five notches here. This is Ida's belt. This is Ida's belt. I have to care about it. Not anymore. Okay. She, her leg blew up and she, she couldn't do it. Um, I missed her. Anyway, I, I for some reason, I feel like Rina could beat Mina Shirakawa because of Oedo Tai, and I think that would be very funny. Um, So I, I do kind of see Mina losing here because, obviously, if Oedo Tai is feuding with the Cosmic Angels over the artist belts, then Oedo Tai is going to want to fuck with the Cosmic Angels, meaning they're going to ha- help Rina cheat here to, to beat Mina. Yeah, I, I would be down with that. Um, I think that, you know, Rina versus Unagi would be a far more interesting thing. Or Rina against Hanan. Also mm-hmm. very, very interesting. Um, I hope they do that instead of Mina versus Unagi. Considering, again, Mina, her contention is over in a month and a half. Uh, and Unagi... You know what, I'm fine with Unagi. I, but she's already in the in the Cinderella, so it's like I would prefer... Yeah. You know, for somebody to get the shine, um, but we both know it's not going to happen. No. Um, speaking of Unagi, though, uh, her and Hanan might steal the show in their future of Stardom Championship semi-final match. Um, I feel like the winner of the tournament is coming from this match, uh, be that Hanan or Unagi. Um, yeah. I feel like Unagi is probably going to get the the nod here. Um, I just uh, the picture of her as future of Stardom champion. It's kind of the anchor of the division. Seems like something they do. Um, whereas Hanan, probably a while of the way from from maybe winning it. Yeah, probably. It's kind of a shame, but it it is what it is. Because the the thing is, is that it, Hanan might turn into an Azumi t- type, where it's like she'll have outgrown the title, but she isn't at that level for another title, and she's not really a high-speed wrestler. So, um, not even like a, a Zumi, but more like a Starlight Kid, where it's like, what does she do? You know, like, in these years before yeah. she is old enough to do a bunch of cool shit, and, you know, like, win titles and whatnot, um, but she is better than a typical, you know, teenage wrestler, you know, she can't be a future champion, like, where where does she lie? Because, so, I'm worried that'll happen to her in the next couple of years, but, um, still, I, I don't see her winning it here because um, Unagi is clearly um, far more advanced in terms of how they perceive them than Hanan mm-hmm. is. True. Um, I I would agree with that line of thinking. 
Uh, the next match on the show then is a four-way match. It is Tam Nakano versus Azami versus Konami versus Lady C. Um, doesn't matter. Anybody but Lady C can probably win here. And uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah. This is just a match. Like, it, there's no, there's nothing more that you could say. This is just a match than this. Like, it is just there. Yeah, pretty much. There's, I. Yeah. Wrestlers. Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next match on the show then is a Tokyo Dream Cinderella special edition. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that means because this is not Tokyo Dream Cinderella, but yeah. Uh, this is the Outpost Battle. Uh, the stars team of Mayu Watani, Starlight Kid, and Kagama against the Uedo Tai team of Natsuko Toro, Saki Kashima, and Ruaka. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Uedo Tai team gets the win. Maybe they get DQ'd uh, just to send us into Tokyo Cinderella with a bit of heat. Yeah, so Cinderella doesn't have a official uh, stipulation yet, so I imagine this match is where that stipulation comes in. Um... So after the match, I imagine a way to tie wins, and then a way to test like, oh, we want you guys here, and they're gonna be like, nah, gee, and then that's gonna set up the same match that we saw two months ago. Now, um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. except now, um... except now it's gonna be uh, over Kid and and Mayu instead of man. Imagine if if, if Stars was Kagama, Hanan, and Jungle Kiona. And and Saida, like that was it. That would, oh, man. It'd be uh, interesting to say the least. Um, I don't know. They seem to have kind of gotten away from that stipulation uh, for whatever reason. Uh, that I haven't saw any of them bring up getting Fuking and Bath or back. So I really don't know what they're gonna do there. But I could definitely see uh, Tora hitting somebody with her pipe, and uh, yeah, it's it sets up the stipulation, whatever that may be. Um, yep. But the next match on the show, then, this is also a uh, Tokyo Dream Cinderella Special Edition match. Uh, this one is a skirmish, not an outpost battle, a skirmish. Uh, the Queen's Quest team of Momo Watanabe, Sai Kamatani, and Ukami Hayashishita takes on the Don and Don Mondo team of Julia, Micah, and Siri. The OG DDM team. Huh? Indeed. Uh... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Who was on the the Queen's Quest team? Uh, Momo, Saya, and Utami. This has to go to a draw, right? Nah. I don't think so. Um, Not an outpost battle. Not like just before the pay-per-view. I definitely think there's a winner this time. I'm not sure. Cause I feel yeah, like it's very open. The Momo's air. gonna fucking lose, isn't she? Maybe. Momo takes the pin. Because there's nobody Shuri? else that can take a pin. I mean, unless Utami pins Shuri? I don't really see that one. Mm. I don't know. I definitely don't think Julia or Momo will win. Because they are just in a tag match at a, a to Oat Award. So I I'm surprised they didn't... Much. I'm surprised they didn't make that special shingles match. Like, they're saving it. Yeah. I don't know, maybe they'll do it in the GP as a big match, but... um. That's what I was thinking. I we have to wait and yeah, see. Yeah, uh, I think DDM probably wins here. Um, but oh, I don't want to say that because Momo's going to lose. <laughs> yeah, but you can never overlook uh, Don and Del Mondo standing tall. So. I, I could definitely see Shuri pinning Momo. 
and that being like a big like because I feel like that's what they do with like all of these matches. They did it with B. They did it with um, Micah, where it's like they'll pin Momo and they'll be like, "See, I can actually stand to Utami." And it's like Momo's like, "God, like, am I really that little? Like, am I am I that unimportant that it's like I am literally just oh, if you could beat me, then you could face Utami." And like everybody has used her as such. Um, but I imagine that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm sure he's going to pin Momo. Fair. Or Momo. Um, the main event of this show then is a high-speed championship match between Natsupoi and Fukikin Death. Um, I feel like this show has so many matches that this could be a real like fast-paced actual high-speed match rather than a uh, high-speed match that goes 15 minutes and isn't actually high-speed. Um, if that is the case, I can see this being really good. Uh, Poi is obviously very talented. She's one of the MVPs of stardom this year, easily. And uh, Fuking and Death is both incredibly entertaining and a very good high-speed wrestler. So um, I think once this doesn't you know, overstay its welcome, it'll be pretty fun. You know, Alex, I have a bone to pick with you. Why? Because I hear from sources that I will not disclose at this time that you said, and I quote, these are the two best high-speed wrestlers on the roster. And uh, where's Azumi? Hmm? Where's Azumi, Alex? <laughs> you forget about Azumi? How dare you forget about Azumi? Young prodigy. Bomb girl. Yeah, I kind of I forgot she existed when I said that. But also, I said two of the best, not the two best. Um, okay, well then my sources lied to me. But I'm still going to give you a hard time because Azumi, bro, come on. Azumi. Like, like space is the, the place best. she is like. Um... What the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> Nah, fam, my kid got her lapped. Poi probably has her lapped at this stage, too, you know? Oh, my days. I'm turning fucking British. I'm saying fucking British fucking slang because of this shit. I said, oh, my days, bro. Fucking a go-go's rubbing off on me. Like, what the... <laughs> dude, I can't believe... Like, what is... Like, you are so... Oh, my God. How have I been doing this podcast for fucking nine months with somebody who doesn't think Azumi... Is the best high speed wrestler. What the fuck, man? That's fucking like in stardom. Wild. You mean right? Like the in, best stardom. in stardom. In stardom. Okay. Stardom. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because she isn't like top five out of, outside of stardom, probably. Okay. Know. No, she's top five. <laughs> she's top five. She might be like four or five in no, terms of I high mean, speed listen, ability. Like, listen, you know, uh, Hiroya Matsumoto did that one high speed match, and it was very funny. Oh so my I fucking think, god! I think I put oh. Hiroya in there. Oh. At you. You did high speed there the other week, and it was very funny too. So I, I thought you were talking you about me. As I was like, I no. did not do high speed. <laughs> <laughs> I am a slow motherfucker. <laughs> oh man, man, you're just you're 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 man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you. Kind of sus. I don't know about you. Um, not you. You, like you, you <laughs> as a person, Alex. Not you. I love you. You is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is very difficult. Um, yeah. This is why we don't bring up you on the podcast because then saying you is <laughs> like it doesn't. Well, she also like, doesn't wrestle in stardom. So. I know that too, but you know. Um, oh my god. Okay. Uh, that's Not that's the wins. main event of that show, though. Yeah, Poi definitely wins. Um, and that's that's the preview section done. Um, we'll be back next week to uh, preview uh, Tokyo Cinderella and uh, to review these shows. But before that. Uh, we knew we would be light uh, on topics this week because um, I don't know how long this has gone with the amount of shit we talk before I, we started the the recording. Um, 
but it's it's probably only about like 40 minutes at most so uh we we asked for questions so dylan has those prepped yes i have quite a few questions most of them are from my not so secret source scott um scott e wrestling good friend of. of i didn't even know you and scott talked to be honest that's oh yeah yeah Yeah, he, he texted me he's like hey uh, can you do me a favor and uh, bring this up? And I'm just like, oh, I definitely can. Um, he's, a, he's a narc. I'm not going on a show now to talk about pietism. He's, 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 he oh, come on. Me. Come on. He, he also asked me to, to be on the show, um, which we should bring him on the show at some point. But besides Probably. the point, a lot of these are from Scott. Some of them are from other people. Some of them are from my friends. Uh, then we have one little segment at the end, uh, courtesy of Scott in a way, roundabout way, that we'll talk about at the end, as I said. Um, first up, from Scott, of course. Um, where? Wait, am I still here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, cause I saw something flash. Whatever. My my, my phone is stupid. I'm sorry. From Scott, <laughs> where do you think Hazuki goes if she makes a full time return to wrestling? Oh, you want to go first or will I? Oh, oh I, okay. I can go first. Well, uh, no, go. I'll go first. Okay. Um, I think she probably is. F- freelancers uh unless like there's a secret promotion starting that we don't know about that she's going to be like the ace of uh i feel like she's probably best suited uh freelancing and just doing her own thing she may be one of those freelancers who's like aligned with the promotion and that she's like a regular there i could see like seedling being a kind of a a hub for her but yeah i think she'll just you know freelance if if anything I, I see it as three possibilities. Um, one is the least likely, and that's that she simply goes back to stardom, and she's just like, man, I don't give a fuck. I'll just beat people up again. Like, like that's very unlikely, um, but not impossible, because she hasn't been outside of stardom. Uh, so I can understand her being like, oh, well, you know. Eh. Um, two is that it's a one-off show. Uh, I don't think that she i i personally don't see her going freelance um honestly uh i think that if she comes back it'll probably be to either you know stardom which is very unlikely uh it'll be a one-off show um you know so that i can cry a little bit more because of course and three mm-hmm. uh if kagetsu starts that mystery promotion that doesn't exist uh that's possible or if there is like you said a, a mysterious promotion that's gonna pop up I can see her being her favorite. She starts a promotion or, you know, fucking Kyoko starts pro- something like wild. You know, one of her friends starts a promotion. And then she, you know, was like, oh, I'm going to come back and wrestle full time. Otherwise, I don't really see yeah. her coming back full time. That's that's my personal thinking. That's fair. Um, I think it would be fun. I don't I don't know if this would happen, though, but I feel like uh, Tokyo Joji Pro Wrestling has a lot of ambition. And obviously they have uh, Wrestle Universe behind them. So I think it'd be like really cool if they threw money at her because I think Kazuki in Tokyo Joshi Pro would add a lot to them, but I feel like it'd give her, like, a chance to, you know, spread her wings a bit, because obviously Tokyo Joshi Pro is, um, is a lot more of, like, you definitely have to be a stronger character there. You definitely have to be a more intelligent worker, and I think it'd be really interesting, but uh, I doubt it'd happen, so, yeah. Yeah, Tokyo Joshi Pro don't, fans don't deserve that. So um, let's move on to another one from Scott. Um, who is the best Gaijin in stardom history? Um, you can go first because you know a lot more about like the older stardom when they used Gaijins effectively. Um, I more so know about the newer stardom where they um, use them effectively, but none of them are particularly great. So you can go first. You know more about this than I do. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I feel like the, it needs to be said that most of them sucked, like, bad, like, big time. Um, and I suppose best probably depends on your definition, because I feel like nobody was more, like, entertaining and fit a role better than, like, say, Session Moth Martina. But, yeah. you know, I feel like it'd be a miss to say that, you know, something like Hayley Hatred obviously had way better matches, and probably, like, Evie as well had, like, some really good ones. So it's kind of like... Mm-hmm. The best, as like quality wise, is probably hatred because like she was just fucking class. Um, but then if you're talking like pure entertainment and like fitting into stardom and feeling like part of the furniture, then you'd have to go with Martina, I'd say. Uh, yeah, you know, I wasn't even thinking of Martina, but Martina's actually probably the best answer. I'm burping a lot because I drank a lot of Monster. <laughs> I apologize. Um, one person that I don't know if it really counts as a Gaijin, because when we were talking about this before, you said that it doesn't really, because um, she was trained there, is Chris Wolf, because uh, I think Chris Wolf is one of the most, one of my favorite wrestlers in stardom history. Like, she just, like, she is one of the people, along with Hannah, that got me into stardom. Um, and she was just always so funny and so good at everything. Um, and I just, I just really liked her. So, if she counts, which she kind of does, kind of doesn't, considering that she had already lived in Japan for a couple years before she became a wrestler, so it's not like she was coming from the outside, a wrestler coming from the outside. Uh, if not, probably Martina. Um, Brandy Rhodes is up there, definitely, definitely <laughs> up there. Um, Brandy and Zoe up... Lucas, the the two best ever. Okay, don't disrespect. <laughs> okay, like I know you don't like Zoe Lucas, but come on, man, <laughs> you can't put them at the same level. That's oh, a bit you mean. Can. I um, can. You you definitely can. I don't know about that. Um, they did both tag with with. <laughs> um, but yeah, I say Chris Wolf, maybe Martina. I'm partial to Jamie Hader. I know you're not a big fan, but um, I do really really like Jamie Hader. I thought that her output for the year that she was there, for the long time she was there, was really great. It really aided in my enjoyment of that era of Oedotai. Um, and yeah, I I think that. Probably Jamie or Session Moth are probably my favorite. Uh, like I said, I don't know a lot. I don't watch a lot of Gaijin matches from back in the day. If I do go back in the day and start them, I don't watch their matches, because why would I? Uh, so that's probably my two. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think I have any other answer. Fair enough. Um, and then, damn, Scott did ask, ask a lot of questions. Okay. <laughs> Another one from Scott. Name one active wrestler from the West you'd like to see in stardom. Um, I'm going to go first. There's this one wrestler named um, Sandra Moon. Uh, she's part of the Simps for the Biz um, in Las Vegas. Um, shout out Jody. He's a good brother. Um, and she's really, really good from everything I've seen. So I, I think that her going over there, obviously I would love to see Layla Hirsch over there, but that's you know not going to happen because she's she signed. Um I feel like there's a lot of untapped potential in America right now in the women's mm-hmm. scene. Um, I, I forget how to pronounce her name. I, I talk about how great she is all the time. Um, Hyan, I think. H-Y-A-N. Oh, Hyan. Yeah, yeah. Hyan. Yeah, she's amazing. Incredible. Um, Sky Blue is new, but she is going to mm-hmm. get good in the next couple of years. Really, really good. Um, you know, if, if we're talking about people who, I know Scott said, people who could realistically go over there, so not somebody who's like in WWE. If we're counting like AEW wrestlers, I think Chris Statlander would be fun over there. Um you know, I, I think that there are a lot, there's a lot of women in America that could be amazing over there. Um, but I don't know if they're going to get the chance because 
uh, stardom after COVID is going to be a completely different landscape than it was before it in terms of Gaijins, I, I assume. That's fair. Um, I think my one, and this kind of depends on whether you think it's realistic or not, because she's the progress champion now, so I feel like uh, she's probably in some way going to WWE, but uh, I think Kanji would be awesome in Japan. Uh, her and Emi Sakura had some really good matches. Um, I remember the one where she broke her arm in, in Ireland. Um, that was very good up until she broke her arm, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Kanji, Kanji is definitely one of the better wrestlers in uh, the UK, and I think her in stardom would be really cool, especially if she got to do some high-speed stuff. Um, but yeah, since I feel like she's probably WWE bound, maybe she doesn't count as realistic, which, um, in which case I would maybe go for a bit out of left field, but I might go to Mexico and ask for, uh, have you ever heard of that Kira girl? Kara? She was like in impact for a bit. Yeah, she was, Uh, she's really good. Maybe. Um, yeah, she, I I feel like she won like the, the crash women's belt and maybe the AAA women's belt and she's only like 25. Um, but yeah, she's really good. Um, and I think she'd be really cool in stardom. Um, but you named a few good ones as well. I feel like there's so many, like, decent at best, like, US indie women wrestlers now, especially if you look in the right places. Like, uh, Reality Wrestling is just constantly pumping out these, like, really good okay, ones. Alex, like, like I'm, I'm going to stop you real quick. Decent at best means that they're all shit. Um, so I want you to preface that you I know, know like they're they're so they're so much better like than the last wave who were genuinely oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like dreadful and slow. Um, but you know, like somebody like Roxy is like nineteen and she's almost better than like half of the the women that were around like five years ago. Um, so there's definitely a lot of them that are are pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think mine are Kanji and and Kara. Yeah. Um, one unrealistic one that I. Uh, do not see anymore because she's in NXT UK is Aaliyah James. I think she's great. I have oh, always yeah. thought she's great. She was cool. Um, but obviously, yeah, she retired, so that's a shame. Uh, <laughs> next one, uh, again from Scott, uh, who is your favorite? Oh, wait, I did. Fuck, I, I rewrote the. Hold on. I, I fucked something up. Okay. Oh, um, what is your favorite stardom match of all time? Um, I am going to go first on this one. I mm-hmm. could not pinpoint this because it's there's a lot, and obviously like Getsu and Hazuki, insane. Most Suzuki matches insane. So I'm going to go with one that uh, is sort of out of left field, just because I immediately think of this match as one of my favorite matches of all time. Um, it's um, Tam Nakano versus Natsuko Tora in the 2018 um, Five Star GP. They wrestled for like six minutes, seven minutes maybe, and they just beat the shit out of each other for all seven minutes. They ran at each other at first, and then they just start like shoot fucking kicking each other in the fucking face great stuff um i i that's my immediate thought obviously if i go deeper it's probably going to be kagetsu versus suzuki um you know 2019 for the red belt it's going to be uh i know you're not a big fan of of but momo versus jungle for the white belt around that time um you know like if i go deeper there's other matches i could probably pick out and say oh i like this one more or whatever but i think my immediate thought process and my immediate go-to was um, Natsuko versus Tam back in the day. And that's also part of the reason why I get so upset about Cosmic Angels and Oedo Tai being bad sometimes is because I know that Natsuko and Tam could have the greatest match of the year because they did it before. Um, actually, it was, I think, yeah, yeah. Um, they've done it before. So I, I get annoyed that it's like, wow, why can't you guys just, you know, be 
incredible again, but you know, that's, that's another topic for another time. You can go ahead. All right. Uh, I feel like mine is very obvious. It's, uh, it's Kumi Roha and Mayu Watani number two, uh, from last year. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard to top Damn, two yeah. of like the best wrestlers in the world going at it. That's and, true. Uh, they delivered as well, like on the expectations that we you'd have. Um, I feel like I'd be amiss to not mention maybe some of the Kyrie versus Miko Satamora matches because, like, before going to WWE, Kyrie was without doubt like the best women's wrestler in the world, probably to, to me anyway. Um, so yeah, I feel like the the Miko and Kyrie matches are probably up there, but you know, Takumi Rohan Mayu is just amazing. So yeah, to me, that's the that's my favorite match in, in Stardom history. Yeah, Takumi Mayu uh, definitely does is up there. Um, also, you know, JK Green against, uh, Penta Pokey connection. That was also oh, yeah. incredible. Loved that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to I feel like the, at that, at that point though, yeah, you're just going, oh, this was a great match rather than like, this is like elite tier. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think, I think that your pick for, for Mayu Takumi is definitely, definitely up there. And I, I'd probably, I don't think I'd change my vote as for the, the, Natsuko Tam match because personally that has a place in my heart because I just fucking love it so much. But Takumi vs Mayu, the second one especially, is definitely, definitely best match of all time quality in terms of stardom. So I, I cannot disagree with you there. Mm. Um, that is the last Scott question. Woo! I, I accidentally oh, wow. rewrote. I rewrote one or two. Well, one of them is um, why is Julia the best? And it's because she's the best. Um, the best, the best, the best, the best, the best in terms of Ortiz, um, or in the words of Ortiz rather. Uh, so next up is from um, Keenan. He he asks if you can trade any one wrestler, one Joshi wrestler from any one Joshi company with one wrestler from Stardom. Which wrestlers are you swapping? Um, you can go first because I'm gonna have to think about this for a second because I haven't thought. Yeah, I feel like it's very surface level, but I would trade Momo Watanabe for Miyu Yamashita because they would both get a fresh coat of paint. I feel like Momo being the top dog of, of Tokyo Joshi Pro would be incredibly interesting. And I feel like her having matches with like Rika Tatsumi and Maki Ito would be in like really, really good. Um, and I feel like she'd finally get the kind of ace-like treatment that she probably deserves. Um, meanwhile, Stardom gets Yamashita, who is obviously just incredible in every way. And somebody who could probably force them into pushing her, given her just natural charisma. Um, so... I feel like that would be one that benefits both companies just because, you know, Tokyo Joshi Pro would get, you know, a, another ace-like figure and Stardom would get a new striker that has immense charisma. Um, I disagree because uh, I don't want to see Momo go to Tokyo Joshi Pro because of reasons. Um, I say Miyuka Takase and Konami, which is very random, but mm-hmm. I think... I think having Takase, um, I feel like she's done so much in terms of freelance and in terms of actress that I sort of want to see her do something that she, I, I honestly, I just want to see her in Starm. I want to see her in Jumbo wrestle again, because I feel like they both improved immensely since they teamed together um, in the beginning. That's what they were called, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, since since they were you know tagging as the beginning, I think they've both grown as wrestlers infinitely, and I really just want to see them tag and wrestle against each other. Konami, I think that her going freelance slash actress girl, um, actress girls, I think that would be pretty interesting as well. Um, 
you know, I, I, I sort of don't like, obviously a lot of my favorite wrestlers are in Marvelous and in Gato Move. And so I think that I don't really want to see them leave those companies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, obviously like Mace Ruga doing high speed stuff and stardom, I'd be down for that in a fucking heartbeat, obviously, but I don't really want to see her no longer be in Choco Pro. You know what I mean? Um, same with somebody like Mio Momono. I would love to see her in, in stardom, but I also don't want her not to be in Marvelous. So I think, um, Miku Takase and Konami, they would both, if they both swapped, they would definitely improve the landscape that they're in. And also, um, like you said, get a new fresh coat of paint on their, you know, characters and on their, you know, abilities and against new wrestlers. I think that's probably what I'd go for. Um, just because, yeah, like I said, I just want to see Takase against uh, Jumbo because I feel like in like a year when they're even better, I feel like that, that would be like insane match absolutely insane yeah um, i think Kodami as well could have some fun matches in actress like her and um it's hikari shimizu is like really really good at kicks yeah. and i feel like they could have a good match uh her and uh ami miura i think would be pretty cool as well her chopping down the giant uh would be pretty cool um i know she's injured now and she's taken a while off but i feel like uh y- yoshiko hasegawa as well versus konami would be fun so, uh, yeah, there'd definitely be a few cool matches awaiting Konami and Actress, too. I would also, alternatively, be down with Shuri for literally... Shuri for Kaho... Wait, no, she's she's Oz. Um, Shuri for somebody in Seedling, because I want Max Voltage back together, and I want Shuri in it. Arisa cause... Nakajima. Sure, yeah. Because yeah. I, I That'd just, be pretty I, chill. Like, basically, just Shuri... In, in seedling again um even though sure even though she i still think that she's doing way better than a lot of people are giving her credit for in stardom i just want to see her with max voltage that was always my favorite shuri is when she came out dancing um and just having a good time and beating the shit out of people uh i love that um even though she wasn't in max whatever um so that, that that's who i pick either shuri for for nakajima or takase and konami uh that's a good question. I, I enjoy that question. Uh, from next one is from Shane. Who is one Joshi wrestler you didn't expect to like but fell in love with? I am going to go first once again. I didn't expect to not like them, or I didn't not like them in general, but the amount that I ended up loving them, and I think you can probably see where it's going, the amount that I ended up absolutely loving them to the point where they are one of my favorite wrestlers, period, I did not expect whatsoever, and that's Saeeda. Um, I remember when she first debuted, uh, Rossi was like, she is going to be the female Tomohiro Ishii. And I'm just like, and I was a huge fucking Ishii fan at that point. I was like, I'm down with that. I can I can rock with that. I can rock with that. Um, and I watched her and I was like, oh yeah, this is a good match. Trevor's not going to, you know. Oh yeah, she's, she's pretty solid. Um, you know, Jungle Salt Nation definitely uh, added something with her, like a good, good rookie. Um, but I was never like insanely high on her in that first few months as a part of John. Um, I thought, oh yeah, she's really, really good for being so new. Um, and I always thought that she was probably the best of that class in compared to uh, Saya and um, Hoshino, which I know is a bit of a you know sour topic. topic. But um, I never was like in- extremely high on her. But over time, she just became genuinely one of my favorite wrestlers. And I love her to death. And I miss her dearly. I say this every week. But um, yeah, so I did not expect to, to truly fall in love with her as a wrestler as much as I did. Um, how about you? I'm not sure. This is a really interesting question because I'm kind of cycling through and I'm just like, I'm not sure there's anybody who I was like, oh yeah, I'm not going to like them and then ended up doing so. Um, I think maybe the closest I have is Julia because 
I yeah. saw Julia in Ice Ribbon, and I didn't think she was all that good. And then the first couple of matches in Stardom as well weren't that great, and I was just like, all right, she's she's whatever. And then come Cinderella time, uh, Cinderella last year, or was it the year before? No, it was last year, wasn't it? Last year. Last year, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and come that point, I was just all in. I was like, oh, she's fucking cool as hell. She's just a menace. Um, but I feel like she's the one, because I didn't like her when I first saw her. And then when she came to stardom, I was even more like, yeah, she's she's whatever. And uh, now I think she's great. Um, maybe Yoshiko as well, because I first obviously learned about Yoshiko from the, the incident before I saw her wrestle. And then when I did see her wrestle, I thought she was like the less interesting person in most of her matches. But now I acknowledge that she's like one of the best tag team wrestlers of the past like decade. Um, so... Maybe Yoshiko as well, but uh, I think Julia is definitely the main one. Yeah, I think Julia is definitely a good answer as well. Um, that's the thing is that like I don't go into things disliking people, disliking Joshi wrestlers very often. Um, like there are some that I'm like not as like particularly like excited about. Uh, I always liked um, Miyagi, but I was when she debuted with Kagetsu, I was like, oh, that's okay, we'll see how this goes, and I ended up absolutely loving her. So, um, there's there's cases like that where it's like, I'm not really like, you know, like, oh, okay, I guess that's cool. You know? And then I end up really, really liking them. Very f- few that I, like, dislike and then end up really, really liking, such as Julia. Um, and I just I just picked Saida so I could talk about her a little bit more. Because, uh, of course, I did. Next up, from my comfortably hopeless brother, Gree, uh, rank your top three Joshi entrance theme songs. Uh, I think I have my three. I know that you probably have to think about this one because I don't think you saw this one until like just now. Uh, so, so my top three, uh, get ready for this, is Aja Kong's uh, Jungle Empress, um, the rap, which is probably the greatest theme song of all time, save for maybe Monroe Suzuki's. Um, I think those are probably the two greatest theme songs of all time. My two favorite theme songs of all time, at least. Um, number two is Ringstar for Hanan because... Of course it is. I make a joke about it every single time. It's a great theme song. Absolutely love it. Uh, and three is probably Kigetsu's, um, her single theme, because I just, that song is so good. It reminds me of this one track from Final Fantasy XV, um, the Hammerhead nighttime track. It's very, very specific with the electric guitar. It's so, oh my god. And it, it just reminded me of that the first time I heard it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, this vibes. And then I started listening to it. And it's like sometimes still, like I'll just like listen to it, you know. I was I was put it on in my headphones and I was listening to it and I was love it and I was like, it's it's a great song. Um, so I think those three are probably my top three. I might think of another one, um, but I think that's probably my top three. How about you? Um, yeah, I think number one for me as well is Jungle Emperor. Uh, there it it is unbeatable. Like when you have the lyric, God made the devil just for fun, but when Dude. he wanted the real thing, he made Aja Kong. The greatest lyric in music history. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, oh my god, that hits so, like, it's so, like, basic, but it is, it just hits. It hits I so know. hard. Like, I just scream that shit. Like, oh man, fucking love that song. Sorry. Yeah. Man. Um, Number two is definitely evol- Involve All. Um, Just unbeatable yeah. in every way. Like, it just sets the tone for a character like Kagetsu perfectly. And, um... You can just listen to it as well, even outside of a wrestling context, and it still is is great. Um, number three, I'm very undecided on. Uh, I feel like this one is only specifically because of the wrestler, but I think Chigusa Nagayo coming out to Hearts on Fire was one of the coolest things ever um, because she was a boss. 
Um, so maybe that, or maybe just Mia Momono's theme, because that's also fantastic and really catchy. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of like Hokuto's dream theme is is pretty legendary. You know, like like I'm trying to think of like a. I Hers think is that... great in a weird way though, because you're just yeah. like she's coming to like Spanish swing music about to murder a bitch by punching yeah. her in the face. <laughs> Who I was just watching for JWP because we're doing we're doing victory through guts this weekend. By the way, guys, um, I was watching. I think it was uh, I think it was Miss A had. I don't know a lot, lot of great Joshi theme songs. Um, mm-hmm. but I think my three are are probably the best. Um, Ring Star is obviously just like that guilty pleasure type. Um, but the other two are are very overwhelmingly the best two theme songs in Joshi history. Um, yeah. for me at least. Uh, next up, from my comfortably hopeless sister, Siri, um, if you could put any Western wrestler, past or present, into the Joshi system from an early stage in their career, who would you pick? Um, I think I have one, and it's going to sound like a meme, but it's 100% genuine. Um, do you have one, or should I go ahead? Uh, I have two, kind of, to, to cheat. Um, I think number one is China. I feel like a China trained and groomed in some way in Japan would be incredible um she was obviously a great wrestler anyway well kind of um but yeah her just being taught to lay it in and powerbomb bitches would have been amazing um and the same goes for charlotte flair i feel like charlotte is on her day she's a really good wrestler but i feel like her with some of you know it being put into japan at an early age learning how to throw a good forearm and uh, maybe do more than just a moonsault uh, off the top would have would definitely be an improvement. Um, and obviously, I mean, it's better than the obvious Sasha Banks, who wrestles like a Joshi anyway. So, yeah, uh, mine is is very. It's gonna it's gonna sound very Mark of me to say, but mm-hmm. I think AJ Lee in Joshi Ooh. would be very very interesting to see because I feel like and and part of this is just because I grew up with her as a character. So it's like I feel like her character was made for somebody who wrestled in Japan previously. You know what I mean? Where it's like, she would make fun of these wrestlers for, you know, being models and for being this and for being that and for being divas, whatever. But she, she started wrestling six months before she went to WWE. So she, she had the same level of experience as, as they did. But I feel like, and th- again, this is very, very specific to divas era. And I don't really, it's, it's very random. But I feel like if she had wrestled in Joshi and became super good at probably the high speed more than like the hard hitting considering she was very, very small. Um, I think that her learning that and becoming an actual like, you know, well-rounded wrestler, I think that would be a really, really interesting dynamic for when she did go to WWE, for one. And I also think that she just has that, uh, she had that passion about it that I think would have been really, really interesting to see her in Joshi wrestling from the jump um, and then eventually, you know, do whatever she wants and, you know, just be good. Uh, I'm not saying she was a bad wrestler, but she, she definitely was not as, as good as um, I think she could have been, in my opinion. Like I said, it sounds like a meme answer because it's like, who the fuck wants to see AJ Lee against Miko Satomura? It's very, very random fucking, but um considering that it's about like going back to an early stage and having them built into more of a Joshi wrestler type of thing. Um, I think that that would be a really interesting uh, shout is AJ Lee. Yeah. I kind of get 
her as well. Like, I feel like she's somebody who could have been molded into a good wrestler, like, anywhere but the WWE at that point. Um, so, I mean, I get it. And I think her character definitely would have worked a lot more if she was, like, far and away the best in-ring wrestler. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean, where it's like, um, I'm, I'm sort of catering very randomly to a very bad WWE angle, but I think that that would have just been a very interesting thing. That it's like, yeah, I wrestled in Japan. I wrestled in, like, I am the greatest wrestler in the world, and y'all just suck. Like, and it would have actually been like, well, she's not wrong. Um, but that that's just a really random uh, shout. And I, I was thinking about AJ Lee the other day because I was like, oh yeah, because I saw a TikTok about her, which was really sus. I'm um, not gonna lie, it was a real weird TikTok. <laughs> but I was thinking about her. I was like, man. She could have been really, really good if she, like, was good. Um, <laughs> but that's besides the point. That's the last of the questions. Um, but we do have one extra segment that we wanted to go into, that I wanted to go into specifically. Uh, Scott sort of asked a few questions like this. I know Gree asked one question sort of like this. Um, but instead, we're sort of just going to do this. So um, Scott asked, how would you book the red belt for the next one year? Uh, we decided... What about if we do this for the white belt this time, and maybe sometime in the future we'll do some of the other belts um, and say how we would book the belt for the following year. Um, so today we, we did the white belt. Alex, I know yours is a li- bit less detailed than mine is. I put a you know, a little paragraph together of like what I'd want for the white belt. Uh, do you want to go ahead first, since yours is probably a little bit less than mine is? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so mine was essentially that uh, Tam and Saya will conclude their feud at uh, Yokohama. Um, I want to say beforehand, though, I feel like fantasy booking stardom is kind of difficult because they don't have, like, a set of marquee events. Like, a big show can just happen at any point, you know what I mean? Like, there's no yeah. one show or no two shows that they're building to. Like, you could lay out 10 different big challengers, and you could be right. They could just run 10 pay-per-views. Or you could lay out three, and you might be right as well. Um... But yeah, my thought process was that Tam finishes this feud with Saya, beats Saya, because I think it's too early for her to win the belt. Um, yeah. Tam would then transition into a feud with Natsuko Tora, because the Angels and Oeda Tai have kind of been kept apart feud-wise, uh, so it would be time for her to feud with Oeda Tai. Um, and I think her and Tora as a white belt pairing would be pretty good. Uh, you can maybe have that going on in and around the GP, uh, you could have them wrestle in the GP to set up the match and then finish it after. Um, and then I think Tam, Tam would retain there and move on to Mayu. Um, and they would finally have the, the white belt payoff uh, for their draw from, I think it was January where they had the draw, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I think Mayu would win. I think white belt Mayu would then finish out the year uh, defending against some of her old rivals. Alex? Yeah? You basically just said what I wrote down. No way. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go through it. Because it, it basically is just the more detailed version of, of what you said. Um, because, like you said, they don't really have set big events, so you don't really know what the timing is going to be. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I have... Tam has the belt. Um, she beats Saya, who wins Cinderella, of course. Um... And it breaks the chain of Cinderella challengers winning the belt. Because I feel like that's been happening for years now. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's happened almost every year um, for the past three or four years. Whatever. Um, then Tam defends against Micah and Azumi in the next couple months. Um, 
and you know she beats both of them v3 and v4 before the five star um in the five star tam loses two matches and draws one she loses to natsuko in a you know fuck finish because of course she does and she loses to momo um while she draws with mayu momo then goes to the finals against julia it doesn't matter for this white belt thing i just want to say that um because that's what i think is actually going to happen is uh, momo and julia in the five star finals that's what i think should happen Regardless, not really relevant. Just wanted to say that. Um, so then Tam has to get her, her win and draw back because Momo doesn't give a fuck with the white belt. Uh, so she successfully defends against Natsuko um, for a fifth defense and then beats and then loses to Mayu at the year-end climax or whatever is the big last show of the year um, in her sixth defense. So Mayu has the white belt. Um, and I'm, I went a little bit further than you did. Mayu has the white belt. First time since 2017. Uh, the third champion her ter- third reign with the belt um the r2 were really fucking bad um because like she defended them like once each time uh and then she got injured um so she defends it against you know like i think first she defends against unagi um i think that that would be a good shout she's you know she has beat the cosmic angel leader so her defending against unagi um would be smart and i think unagi gets a little bit of shine um her and mayu had a great match earlier this year i think that could be good um Defense against Utami, which is is important for a bit of an element that I'm going to go into a little bit later. Uh, she defeats Utami in the defense, and she defeats Starlight Kid in a defense because Starlight Kid has been talking about her ambition to surpass Mayu as her tag team partner um, and not as her rival, and to beat her and become better than her um, as a tag team partner. Uh, and from there, lead into Cinderella tournament, right? Uh, Ma- Mayu states that she wants one thing that she's had before but has not had in a long, long time. She wants to defeat Julia, who is the World of Storm champion at that point. She wants to defeat Julia for the World of Storm championship and become the the uh, to become a double champion for the second time in her career. Um, the first time she got injured. Whatever. Um, so she wants to become double champion for the second time in her career, so she is going to win the Cinderella tournament, challenge Julia, and do that. That's what she wants to do. Um, but she is disrupted with that goal because in the final of the Cinderella, Jumbo beats her in the finals, clean as a whistle. Second year in a row that she beats Mayu in the in the Cinderella tournament, but this time it's completely clean. Um, and so from there, Jumbo challenges for the white belt, um, and either Jumbo beats her and then is the first member of the Golden Generation to be white belt champion after each one of them have challenged for it in the past year. Or Mayu beats Jumbo and then goes on to fight someone. Hopefully, isn't Julia for the white for the red belt later in the year. Um, hopefully, it's like Momo or something, and they have a double championship match or whatever. Um, so that that's my sort of thinking is that either in a year from now, either Jumbo is champion and she's the first Golden Generation member to win the white belt, or Mayu is champion and she is going to attempt to become a double champion for the second time in her career. Um, I think that would be cool. It's a bit subliminal, and I know Storm doesn't really work like that, but I think that would be a really cool um, story. Uh, it, it took all my power not to make Azumi simply be champion, um, but <laughs> that that's that's sort of what I'm thinking. Um, so yeah, the the first the first like year, the first six months of ours is almost identical, except I have yeah. a few more challenges um, in between. So great minds, great minds. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. See, I see. I I always kind of hated fantasy booking because I feel like you can definitely run away with it and make it too good, so then you get disappointed. Um, but I definitely just think Stardom's lack of like 
clear dates to build things to makes it a lot harder. And also just how erratic they can be with who's challenging, because, like, anyone can challenge. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, anybody can just be like, yeah, fuck it, I, I want to I wipe belt shot, and they get it, you know? And you might not factor that yeah. in. Um, but I definitely I know. feel like that, that's the, the thing is that it's like I was thinking about putting Saki at a defense, but I was like, eh, but then I was like, eh, and then I was just like, oh no. <laughs> but I ended up with with uh, was it Micah, Azumi, Unagi, Kid, and Utami, um, all challenged the white belt in the next year, and and, yeah. and um, fucking Mayu and Natsuko, yeah. Mayu wins, whatever. But yeah, fancy booking is fun, but at the same time, it does sort of like you know make your you know, desires a bit too grand. But I think mine is, like, really dope. I really like how mine turned out, actually. Um, I think that would be really cool. But, obviously, uh, it's not going to happen. Somebody in DDM is probably going to be champion in a year, white belt champion. I would not be surprised about that. You booked but... somebody in DDM to be white belt champion. No, I know. <laughs> okay. That's, 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 but that's what I mean. So that's like, I'm that. probably not that far off. Um, mm. Somebody in DDM is probably going to be white belt champion in a year. Um, that's what I'm saying right now. Uh, this is fantasy booking. Is Mayu either goes for the double championship or um, Jumbo is the first Golden Generation member to be white belt champion? One of those two is what I want to happen. I think it'd be really cool if it happened. Um, that's my you know uh, dream, my fantasy. But in reality, Micah or like Shuri are, is probably going to be white belt champion by then. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I have um. This is a different conversation altogether. But I feel like I have Micah. And Jumbo actually pegged as more red belt champions than white belt. I feel like they don't embody what they typically put in a in a white belt champion. I feel like your white belt champ is more likely to be an Unagi or a kid than it is Micah. I feel like Micah or Jumbo would just go straight to the red belt, kind of like Utami did. Yeah, but I, I think that... I think for right now, and I think this plays into something that we were talking about off uh, off air, right when actually in the middle of us trying to fix technical difficulties, where it's like this this idea that it's like a straight shot, and it's like, oh, once you get the championship, then you're done. And I feel like that's what a lot of wrestling is becoming to like grow into, um, like the NXT thinking, where it's like, oh, once you win the the big championship, then you are no longer like after you lose it, then you leave. Like that's how it's supposed to be mm-hmm. in NXT. I feel like because they don't do that in XT, because they don't do that in AEW, because they don't do it here, it becomes an issue where it's like, okay, what do you do afterwards? So what does Utami do after she is Red Belt Champion? Only a couple years into her career, it's not like she's going to go into the Mayu role where she's like, she could win another belt, but like, it's, you know, like, she's not going to go right into the Mayu role, so she has to do something. And that's why I don't like how Momo did it. Where it's like, okay, I no longer want the white belt. The white belt sucks because I had already fucking defended it a million times. I am the god of the white belt. I no longer need to challenge for that. I think that that really um, like put her in a corner because now she only has one championship or two championships maybe that she can realistically go for when the white belt is probably more her speed right now. And, you know, in kayfabe, she would probably have the best chance of winning the white belt right now. Um, that's a completely different conversation, like you said. But... I feel like them shoehorning and like putting them into that corner where it's like, okay, these are red belt champions and challengers. These are white belt champions and challengers. I don't think that works as well. Also, random thought, if Hazuki by the off chance does randomly come back to stardom, uh, this entire thing is over. Um, I want Hazuki to win the belt the second that she is back. Um, that is my 
that's my fantasy booking. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that um the minute that she she returns, uh, the next day she is actually rewarded the belt from Tam Nakano. So that that is that is my my fantasy booking. Um, in that event, same with if on the off chance if Arisa ever came back, uh, she immediately just kills whoever's the champion and just wins it. Um, if we want to go real fantasy, uh, that that's my fantasy. But yeah. Let's see, that's fair. Um, Arisa, you you mentioned Arisa. It's it's interesting. Arisa is wrestling next month, isn't she? For uh, actoring. I think she's wrestling she's, uh, this week, isn't she? Is it this week? I can't remember. For uh, she's part of the the Shell All thing. Who are they? Are Joshi Space Pirates? Um, it's uh, it's very interesting. I don't I, think it's. I, remember... I don't think they uh, make. I don't think they air them anywhere. I think it's like a DVD. Um, yeah. But I know Arisa was announced as part of the cast because they aren't a wrestling promotion per se. They're more of a theater thing, but they do wrestle. Um, yeah, I feel like somebody said it was before Oda Ward um, that I was talking to about this. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they were wrong. Um, maybe there's more than one that she's that's on. That's possible. That's possible. But yeah. Man. If Arisa ever came back. I don't think she will. I, I know. I know. Yeah. You know, grain of salt and whatnot, but man, oh man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Never say never, I guess, with Joshi wrestling, but um, that's all the cues, right? That's all the questions, yeah. Um, I, okay. I enjoyed the fantasy booking, even though we ended up doing nearly the exact same thing. Um, I think <laughs> I, I'm yeah, I think that's a fun segment. We could do that some other time with the other belts at some point if we ever have free time, which this week is a very random week that we actually had a free space um, to do something else. and But we didn't have a free space to like do anything else, like something that would take the entire show, um, unfortunately. So we sort of needed something in between that would take up like, you know, like 20 minutes, but not something that would take up an hour and a half. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. this is a good little thing. Um, to you know fantasy book a year of a belt because i enjoy doing that even though it does lead to disappointment for what actually happens <laughs> that's true um but yeah uh thanks everyone who asked the question uh because we we needed them um i i thought that was a pretty fun part uh the fantasy booking is whatever but i enjoyed the the questions i thought they were got me thinking you know the guy really got me thinking the, the swap one definitely the keenan's one was a, a very fun um yes yeah, as you said, we are recording Victory Through Guts uh, this week. It's Yeah, it's Victory Through Guts, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, I, I always get that mixed up um, because it's such a weird statement when you say it out loud. But um, yeah, we're recording that this week. Uh, this will probably be out before we record that, actually, so it, uh, yeah. that doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, it'll be out this weekend, maybe, depending on Dylan. But uh, we are yeah, recording Probably it. later this weekend, but yeah. Okay. Um, and we'll be back next week, as I said, to uh, review the three shows that are happening over the next week. Uh, we probably won't have an in-depth review of Corkin because it's like in the middle of the week. It's like next Tuesday, so we'll have to go straight into doing our uh, Tokyo Dream Cinderella preview. So probably won't have a super in-depth review of um, the Corkin, but yeah, we will do our best. And uh, you know, come join us for the Tokyo Dream Cinderella preview because there's a lot of fun stuff happening. Woo! Yeah, let's go. Um, and with that, we will close the show. Uh, if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Um, believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo.
Ijo, I was taking a sip of my monster. I almost <laughs> missed it. I thought you'd forgotten. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.